Welcome to Cube's Lounge. Yeah. I lock behind bars. Beef is the summer jam for hot nine seven. Beef is the cocaine. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Q. Beef don't come with a radio. Welcome to Q's Lounge. Beef is when the judge is calling you defendant. Beef, we got a special a guest tonight. Down to you in a few I'm so excited. Beef is when your girl come through for a visit. To tell you it's a good friend of mine. We're going to have a good time. Beef is high blood pressure and bad credit. Need a loan for your home, but you're too broke to get it. And, and as always, kids doing is getting bigger. You're we're going to be talking about matters of the heart again. Wild niggas. Beef is when a gold digger got to see and a, a manicure we'll be talking about like, anger management. Pay me, nigga. Oh, I'm telling your wife is yeah. starting up some foul rumor that to ruin your life. Let's go. Because when the gangsta ain't doing it right, another gangster's undecided what to do with his life. Because uh -huh. now with these famous niggas doing it right. I appreciate right. everybody that's tuning in Beepers right now from YouTube, doing Twitter. Fight. Beef is Facebook. Wallace, still don't know who shot Biggie. And beef is for those of you who are watching it or listening in the replay. Spotify, Apple, gun. Music, Amazon, all the platforms. We appreciate beef you guys. Oil prices and geopolitics. Beef is Iraq, the West Bank, and Gaza Strip. Some beef is big and some beef is small. But what y'all call beef is not beef at all. Beef is real life happening every day. And it's realer than them songs that you gave to K Slay. Yeah. This yeah, yeah, yeah. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Q. And um, I just want to tell you guys, I am so glad to be back. And I want to also tell you guys, thank you for, uh, thank you. Those of you that are actually, you know, live, streaming live with us on uh, Twitter for the first time and YouTube. I appreciate you guys. And um, we are, we are Q's Lounge. I'm your host, Q, Brother Q. And we have a special guest tonight. Uh, I've got some, um, we got some good stuff we're going to get into. And I'm super excited. I'm actually wanting to make sure that we have uh, our background music right. And we're going to get that cracking here in a bit. So if you um, if you tuned in last week, if you tuned in our last show, it's always about matters of the heart. Um, we went into, um, you know, just basically going into talking about um, red flags and red flags and how critical and important those things are. And a bit of that show and pretty much every show that we have is going to kind of uh, be connected and, and kind of connects to each show just because we have so much to do with how we live is comes from our heart. And so I'm excited today because we're going to talk about the other side. A lot of times we talk about love and we talk about things to um, boundaries, you know, keeping ourselves safe, you know, and making sure that we keep our peace. You know, I've talked about five love languages, my five love languages. And tonight I'm really excited i've got a, a long time friend of mine for over 20 years and um this this guy is somebody that i love i respect uh he's done a he does a lot on his own to just make me so proud uh to call him friend call him brother and um i look so i look forward to bringing him on um i'm gonna try to get his name pronounced correctly but i'm gonna ask the uh moderator my my friend you know his name is raul Gareke. And um, we're going to get it in. We're just going to jump right in. I thank you for all of his followers that are watching from uh, those of you from TikTok and, and Twitter that are tuning in. We appreciate you guys. And if the moderator will go ahead and um, 
and bring in but emotional intelligence some people think that it has to do with whether or not you show emotion and what you do instead but it really has nothing to do with that it has to do with understanding yourself understanding your emotions every single one of them how they affect you and more importantly perhaps how they affect those around you for your reference emotional intelligence has four or five parts depending on how you look at it so these two are just part of it but as an example if something triggers me do i have enough self-awareness to understand that i'm being triggered and do i have enough self-regulation to address it and fix it before my reaction adversely affects those around me since we are not alone on earth i hope you can see why this is so important Please make sure to like, follow, and share for more on this subject. I'm very passionate about emotional intelligence. It is one of, if not the best, skill sets to have as a human and can literally make you a better person. I want to help in whatever way I can, including talking about this here. Good luck. So welcome in, my brother Raul. Your mic, your mic, your mic is on mute, my brother. There you go. Yes, yes. Welcome, my brother. Thank you, sir. Yes. So, um, you know, some people know you as Raul. I know you as uh, Gangsta Flow. That's right. <laughs> A.K.A. That's Gangsta right. Flow. <laughs> <laughs> Live in effect. Tonight's yeah. going to be so, so fun, yeah, man, yeah. because um, I always, I just see a big part of myself in you, and that's probably why we're good friends and connect, you know what I mean? And so I'm super excited. And, um, you know, before we get into you know, to the credentials and all those things that you have. Um, I'm, I know this is going to be an awesome show. Um, I got some questions for you because it's Q's Lounge, you know, in this space, I'll, I'm introducing you to the space this is your first time on. Um, this is, this is a space for vulnerability. This is going to be a space that we have fun. Um, it's a, you know, for me, it's a place where we can be free, not tied to, um, you know, not tied to anything that would, uh, making sure my, my, my volume is like, Okay, here for us. Can I get my tissue and, right quick? Yeah, yeah. Get your tissues because it's gonna go down. <laughs> so there's gonna be a time. There's maybe a time for that. You know what I mean? It might be a time to get emotional, but but also just being free, man. It's you know the the motto is this is our space. This is our space to connect, to vibe, and all those good things. And so to um, introduce you to Q's Lounge and just kind of knowing this is also a music space as well. I gotta ask you, and um, you know I will talk bad about you depending on what you say. Um, but I need you to let all the people know who are your three favorite top hip hop artists, dead or alive. Can we come back to that? Okay. So the next question is I got for you, what is your favorite? Uh, and, and, and because it's Q's lounge and you know, I'm all about the love as everyone knows. Um, what's your favorite rom-com? Yeah. If I had the opportunity to phone a friend or, or use a, one of my lifelines, I would call my wife right now. Yeah. She's the expert on, on rom-coms, but, but because that's, that's not available to me right now, I'm going to go with pretty woman. Pretty woman. That's a, that's a classic right there. That's definitely, um, that's definitely an, uh, a family favorite in my, in my house as well. Now hip hop, are you, are you belling on me on the hip hop or what? I know I'm you not belling on you, but I want to make sure, I want to make sure that I, I get it get it right for me so you you want to come back you want to come back to it later in the show that's right all right all right well raul you uh um, a, a good 
uh, tidbit at the closing. Okay, at the closing. I'll, I'll try to do that for you. Well, I know who mine are, brother. So one of them is actually playing in the background is Com Sense. But we're going to we're going to jump in. So today I wanted to get into anger management. And one of the questions we'll get to is um, anger management and how are you handling your anger? And so with that, I want to know, um, moderator, if you would go ahead and bring up the credentials. So Raul is a husband, eight years, father of a three-year-old daughter, educating, an educator for over 10 years, the passion of the arts, an advocate for emotional intelligence and personal development. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Why are you an educator? Why the arts? And um, and why, I guess? So when I was in high school, it seemed as though everybody had their their dream set up or they had their their life figured out as far as school went and i couldn't make up my mind i had a lot of interest and they were all over the place and so i just came up with the best way to go about it and i thought why don't i just make movies about everything that i wanted to do right and so that's what i that's what that's what my trajectory started i thought i'm going to get a degree in english be a screenwriter, make my own films. Because at the end of the day, my goal was to, I always thought when I, when I would watch a film, I would see all the credits and I would think I want to see my name up there once. Right. And it, when, I, when I would see shoots on the street, it, I, it would fascinate me. And I, and I thought, how, how, can I, how can I do that, right? But at the end of the day, I thought, I just want to be able to make someone look at something from a different perspective. That was my ultimate goal as as general as I could come up with and so that was that's the way I started and through just the ebb and flow of life I ended up sort of doing the both of those things uh, education and film in in one spot I was working for a school district doing film production right even though my initial experience or foray into the industry was was strictly film film production and then eventually it just became more and more uh education based because i had to supplement with tutoring gigs and supplemental instructor gigs and that eventually just ended up taking taking over the film space because to be frank it was too far to drive to los angeles and work 16 hours for free and have to come back and do it again the next day. It was it was it was wearing and taxing and tiring. So I ended up just sort of going all in on education, and that's basically where I where I am today. And all the time, the, the entire time, it's basically been about becoming a better person and how I can right. do that within within my own life and and for those around me. Yeah. So, you know, we talked offline about what we were going to talk about because we have so many discussions that that are in common. You know, like if you're not following Raul on TikTok, make sure that you follow him on TikTok. He gives a lot of great um, insight around parenting and relationships. Um, but one of the things that we talked about was we're going to talk about anger management. And, you know, one of the things for me, the reason why I wanted to bring this up was that um, let me. Uh, one of the reasons I want to bring this up was, is that we have a lot to say about ourselves in the way that we love, right? 
But the true testimony is for me is how do you still, how do you love and what does your love have to say about you when you're angry? You know, and we talked about like some people when they're angry, their whole personality change. You do a complete switch up. Excuse me one second here. Making sure that we are back in the in the business. I'm hoping we're okay, moderator. So, so basically, going back to my point is when we have when, when we love someone, right, with all of our hearts and we love them, we have one version of ourselves, right? And then when there's some when there's trouble and there's something that's difficult, sometimes a person's complete character can completely change. And so we we talked about let's talk about anger management because. This is something that's a breakdown in relationships, breakdown in um, marriages, and even in parenting. And what were your thoughts about it? We shared you shared a story um, about today. Can you would you mind sharing the story that you shared with, with me earlier? I don't mind. <clears throat> so earlier, my wife and I, and well, my our daughter, wife and I, went out for a walk, and I basically shared the feed that you and I had regarding the show tonight, and I I, I wanted to get her thoughts on it. And it was, it was really cool because it ended up being therapeutic for, for both of us and probably the three of us because our daughter was able to see us talk, right? And she, I don't know how many of your parents out there, but if you really pay attention to your kids, they will show you just how intelligent they are, just how smart they are, how emotionally intelligent they are yeah. and how ready to, to go in life they are. And they are very astute. They are very keen on what's going on in relationships. And oftentimes, she's sort of our judge, if I'm going to be frank. Right. And even though she's just a toddler, we we look we look up to her in in many ways. And one of those ways is in this space because if she's not happy, that means we're doing something wrong. We're we're not going about it the right way because you can we all have we're all wired basically the same way. We all are, are going to experience anger at some point or another, and every other emotion. And we we were talking about it in before we we, we uh, went on is how the important part of or the more important part is how you deal with this, right? How yeah. does it manifest itself? Yeah. But at any rate, she shared that. Anger management for her has been a challenging journey because of, of the upbringing that she's had. It's been very different than the upbringing that I had. And she's had to have some challenging conversations with people close to her. And those have been few and far between, but they have they have encouraged her to keep going and to self-reflect and right. be able to self-regulate and be introspective and adjust accordingly as you should with life because it's it's so organic and it changes all the time. Right. And so at the end of the day, through our conversation, she was able to comfort me because that has been between her and I, that has been a challenge because she's used to a certain approach with respect to anger and conflict. And she's always had to be 
well, maybe not always, but a, a majority of her, of her life has always been from a defensive standpoint. And I haven't really been in that space. I, I have, <clears throat> I, I shared with you, I don't know if you knew this before, but you know, my, I lost my mom when I was 20. And I have two siblings. I have an older sister and a younger brother. And although we don't see each other all the time, we are we are close and and most of that if well, a, a big part of it is because of our parents but if we had to single maybe one person out it was our mom our, our mom my mom who created a safe space a kind space and at least for me anyway no real reason to be angry but it was later on in our lives as a family that maybe that that emotion reared its head right and so talking about it today talking about how to deal with anger was was therapeutic not only for me but for my wife as well because of the steps she's taken recently or the steps she's taken recently to have these difficult talks around anger and around toxic behavior that often paralyzes you because you're you don't know anything else and, and you're often left to just defend yourself at the very least and maybe even turn turn a blind eye or or sweep it under the rug because you don't know any, any better or because you don't want to rock the boat so to speak and bro, bro yes, let me ask you something let me ask you something do you think it's possible that somebody can know uh anger more than they know love yes most definitely but they've had more experience with um, being a being afraid, right? Yes. Then they've actually been able to receive open, safe, nurturing love. But then, yes. but then you are in a relationship, right? And it's one of the things I think you you mentioned too is that you in this you're saying that the relationship is shaped by it should be we want it to be shaped by love, which is what how you're raising your child, right? But in fact, you you shared that the how you handle anger is shaping the relate the marriage, like the relationship, like the foundation, right? What's some what's a takeaway that you have that you know, or something that has um, illuminated from you from that talk? Because I think that uh, one, I think it's great that you and your wife go on walks, man. Like on Q's Lounge, I'm always about date nights, uh, communication. You know what I mean? And all the love languages that she needs, right? So like you just kind of like check these boxes for me that you you and your you and your wife go on a walk and um, and you have your child centered you know for your foundation I think that's a beautiful thing, um, but for for you and 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 in your experience too how have you seen that played out you know in a way that's reckless because a lot of the things on social media will point to everyone's talking about love and relationships and romanticism right as as their focal point but here tonight I want to talk about. How do you handle, you know, because you because we're going to get it's a real emotion. We're going to be dealing with anger and, you know, and, and there's some things that we're still trying to figure out about ourselves. Um, but from your experience I and mean, you, you deal with children, you deal with parents, you, you've seen a lot of things. So um, how have you seen, you know, how have you seen anger shaping the lives of people that you've worked with? Because of. Because of the impact that your parents have on you in my case I've, I've dealt with a lot of people 
for many people, I should many parents, talking about parents here. Yeah. And by, by extension, their kids, right? But 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 if we're looking, if, if we're zooming out, talking about the parents right. and how they how they treat their kids is very evident in the classroom. And as much as I try to tell everybody, there's only a handful of parents in all of my years of teaching that have been interested in wanting to hear more from me in spite of the fact that I wasn't a parent up until three years ago, right? Or slightly less. And it's ego and it's a whole bunch of other things, primarily ego, that doesn't allow that to happen, that doesn't allow you to get advice or take advice from someone who, who in this case doesn't have any kids, right? Or didn't have any kids. But anger for me, I don't know if 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 this is cheating or not, but as I mentioned, I, I lost my mom when I was 20. Right. And at the time, I was angry. I was very angry. Probably more sad than anything else, but but maybe close second was anger that I felt. And I could not fathom why why her life was taken and not someone else's taken. And that troubled me for a, a, a year solid straight and then after i came up with my own explanation that helped me get through this one of those things that i tossed out basically was anger and i and i told myself i i think that i was conscious when i said it or i think i was very purposeful in saying it, that i wasn't going to let anything else get to me that much it didn't it didn't demand the respect it didn't command the respect that that the passing of my mom did and even and now as a almost 50 year old jeez I'm, I'm i'm wondering <laughs> i'm wondering that i don't I, I sort of you know you have your regrets right but but i'm thinking i i probably shouldn't shouldn't have been angry about her anyway because it yes i was angry at her passing but now i'm thinking i wonder if i made the right decision subconsciously or not to be angry in and about her right it was wasted energy that, that's how I'm, i've been pondering it lately but at the end of the day there's a lot of things that i tossed out and one of those was anger and so for, for all of these years i've always thought i've always said to myself the passing of my mom was the worst thing that ever happened to me and the best thing that ever happened to me because it 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 changed my trajectory it changed the way i was i, I thought about things and anger was one of those things and it's it's very difficult for well her influence because it was a very kind a, a gentle approach that she created and the environment that she created there was really you know not very many things to be angry about but as as time goes on you you come across emotions and people who anger you and yeah and who, who test you right and what i've noticed is that if you don't take the time to do the work and what i mean by work is process your emotions find out what what is the trigger where's the root and find out if you can do anything about it or not because if you can't do anything about it then, then in my opinion there's no real point in you dwelling on it because it's only going to further distress you and further anger you right and so for example between my wife and i i think the difference is we've, we've today as a matter of fact on the talk we whittled it down to uh, anger in two sections or, or two parts when you're angry at someone 
and when you're angry at something or, or, an, or an idea. And because of her upbringing and what she's had to deal with, she's had a different take on anger. And it's been challenging for her. And, and she okayed me saying all of this, by the way, just in case you're wondering. Yeah, I want to make sure you're clear to, to go back. You're not sleeping on the couch tonight because of this show. I heard show. that. <laughs> right? Where I, I was going to get a release, but she no told doubt. me that it was all great. So, <laughs> but she has had a challenging time because she thinks that our discussions are inevitably going to lead to anger-based discussions or discussions that are all rooted in, in anger because that's that's been the primary... Um, that's been her experience as opposed to something from love in spite of the fact too, that she's a very loving person. It's why I married her. It's, she's very joyful and she expresses her emotion and her excitement in a way that's that's it, it attracted me to her and it's one of the things that i just adore about my wife and i can right. see i can see how that happens with our daughter i can see that now our daughter is like my wife in that respect and i've always told my wife she has a special a special sauce and that not everybody can get only right. a certain few can go buy this stuff, right? Right. <laughs> and then just give it out. And because of her upbringing, it's been challenging, even though she, she was there at some point. But because of, of the upbringing, also because of some personal battles, she's had you know, uh, to deal with the ebb and flow of life. And it's been challenging to get back up there to where where she can own that, that happiness and that joy and deal with anger in a manageable way, in a palatable way, right? Because as you said, we're all going to go through anger and it's it's our goal to deal with it in a healthy way. Yeah. You know, with so what is healthy anger, right? I think about like, we talked about, you know, there being two points, right? You made about you're either anger, angry at someone or something. And then you you did share about there being the, the grief, right? The, of your, the loss of your mom and how it's changed your life as well right um after that's happened and grief doesn't go away you know the long that loss of your mother like i you know i've my father when he lost his mother father my my aunt gwen i remember we've had a lot of you know people that have passed you know in our family um and i've been fortunate um to still have my mother and father but it's just something that that's never going to go away and it's a part of life but you still have to go on in love and guess what else is going to come too is there's also going to come trials and tribulations right so there's going to be things that are going to tempt you like you said and test you right and um to me i think you know when i think about wholeness and i think about our wellness is how healthy is your anger you know how healthy is your anger and it says a lot about a person who when something goes bad that they are quick to shut down they could be really loving right like you said they could shut down and it's and it's common for a lot of people because they don't know how to process you know what i mean and you know what what you're able to do and this is the you know this this is for your daughter's sake as well right because you got two different experiences right and we're having right. these relationships right like marriages like people get married and we're like okay we love each other we're attracted to each other but the stuff that this conversation you had today with your wife is huge because 
if you can't have a conversation about that's what tough. makes you angry, right? I'm like, you can't do life together because you that's the thing that will draw you completely away from one another. And I believe a lot of relationships are being torn apart by just a just by the fact that you have a different understanding and boundaries around anger, where some people are pretty explosive, you know, with the anger because they were taught that, right? And then there are some who, like myself, I don't I don't do anger. I don't like I don't like getting angry. When I get angry, if I have got if I if I've gotten to that point, there's a lot of things that happened to sh- that that was a way out. You know what I mean? That happened before I get to that point because I don't like the confrontation. So, and I feel like there are two extremes, but there's probably multiple extremes because everybody's experiences are different. But right. to me, I think like when I think about love and thinking about connection and you know and holding ourselves together, it's like well, let's deal with the stuff that's the tough stuff. And I, and I think that I think that that's what you model. That's what you're modeling, you know, and talking to your wife about it. And that's what I wanted us to, you know, have this conversation is how are you handling your anger? And so what are some recommendations um, and just any other experiences that you have to, to talk about modeling healthy anger? Well, first of all, thanks for saying that, because that's that's exactly how, how we feel and, and understanding each other or, or, or being OK with, with each other whether it's a friend or not, through the good stuff, you can argue that's a no-brainer, right? Because it's it's positive, it's good, it's forward moving. I, I ain't never been mad at, at being at Disneyland. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I give me a fast pass, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like I can wait on it. But but when I'm not at Disneyland, it's a whole different thing. Right. And and, and so when when the the stress, the anger, every other negative emotion that you feel comes that's when you're tested that's when your when your mode of communication is tested and oftentimes what most of us do because we're not taught we're not we're literally not given the tools as kids to talk about this stuff because our parents don't talk about it didn't talk about it didn't know how to talk about it so now we're following in those footsteps and we are making it more awkward right yeah. a, a potentially one or two minute conversation about something could be tense and can can turn into an angry conversation if we don't stop it well first address it address it and just talk about it and oftentimes as you know most of the issues that we have as as humans are rooted in communication because we're social and and we're meant to discuss and talk but oftentimes we just don't want to do it because we don't know how we don't know how to address anger. And and today when we were on our walk, I asked my wife, how do you deal with anger? How do you, because I don't think we ever talked about, I don't think I've ever asked her, how is it that you deal with anger and what has helped you with anger? I know what I do. And, and one of those things is write. I've, I've, I started writing when my mom passed away, hundreds of poems later, sad, angry, rage, whatever. It's literally how I do it and, and also cry. I cried earlier. You mentioned that 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 grief does not go away. Yeah, and it's interesting that you say that because in the recent weeks, I've been probably as emotional as I ever have about the passing of my mom. And I don't know if that's because of the other things that we, my wife and I, I hope I hope she doesn't. Uh, I don't think she's going to be upset about this because it's part of our lives. But we we had a miscarriage. We, we recently went through, uh, experienced a miscarriage and that 
was very infuriating and very I was I was enraged by the by the fact that I had to to do something that I didn't think I had to do because it just wasn't on my radar even though we had discussed the the entire pregnancy to to the extent that we could before it manifested itself into anything but I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would be living that experience and so it's difficult for parents anyway sometimes at least for us to deal with a lot of emotions because you don't always want to dump that on your kids right yeah. but you want to give them bits of it so they know that you're that you're just a human being and you want to show them how to also deal with it right so writing is is a big thing for me crying and exercise helps but writing for me i think has been probably the most important thing because it's not just poems that i write but i write i've written stories about certain things and 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 talking to my wife certainly helps one of the things that she helped me realize recently is i my siblings and i lost my dad right before the pandemic hit and then because of the pandemic we had to wait i think it was about a year maybe even longer to schedule the service and so anyway going back to the his, his passing the, the week of his passing i think it was the day of maybe we my wife and i got home and she asked me how i was doing and right away without thinking about it i said i was fine and then i asked her how she was doing and she took a beat and she started crying started crying she shared with me why she was upset and sad and then and then that was that we wrapped it up and then we called it you know we called it a day and then i i drove off and i had to do something and on that drive i started reflecting and it, and and that moment reminded me that i need to address these times in my life when i'm sad or angry or whatever it is right. because if i don't do it it's going to fester and probably build up just like a boiling pot right yeah. and so writing and talking about it even if it's to myself i that's the other thing i talk to myself a lot i'm my own coach my own life coach do you call yourself by gangsta flow or raul what do you how do how do you refer to yourself you know what i'm talking about right <laughs> about I, yeah that's right and i i pay i pay myself and i just listen to myself talk you know yeah i subscribe to myself yeah you know i'll tell you the this, same thing for her the same thing for her she she she's been able to do that she's discovered recently in our, through our talks that nature is very helpful for her yeah. and right she's taken up writing recently and she's also started to to speak to a therapist i i i haven't not because i have anything against therapy i, I as a matter of fact i've been wanting to talk to a therapist because i think it would help in an overall perspective but those are the things that she does and those are the things that i do yeah you know i have this i didn't even know this but sometimes when i talk to myself um i'm like come on daddy you could do this <laughs> and i'm thinking about my son you know what i mean yeah. and and then sometimes I, when i'm thinking when i talk to myself i'm like come on q and i'm thinking about my my parents that are you know that cheer me on and i think that sometimes that's a that's a good thing and you know one of the things about like what i appreciate about you sharing this is that you're you're doing the work and you're showing like the different things the writing um talking to your wife fellas you know it it helps but you got to also create the space you know 
you gotta it takes two to create the space and somebody's got to take the lead you know and the reason the reason i think it's important too like hearing this is that when you talk to your wife she's got her own her own like version of life that she's lived love and anger and all these different emotions that she's been taught and then you have your own and somewhere you somewhere you're just supposed to get together and it's all supposed to be the synergy no Right. That's the real life stuff, right? And so to me, it's like, you know, especially to the men, because when you said that you were fine, that's an auto response, you know, for a lot of guys. I want to see what you're going to say first. You know what I mean? And then I might, you might need to ask me 10 more times before I tell you, no, nah, I'm not okay. You know, but as you already know, you and I, when we talk, we just, we go there. You know what I mean? But I also think a lot of men don't have that. And I think a lot of women and a lot of people just in general, um, have not had, you know, a space and a process, you know, and I think too, like I spoke to my dad, um, who's in his seventies, you know, there wasn't a lot of therapy, you know what I mean? Like you're talking about your wife has therapy. I've been, you know, I've been to counseling as well for myself. That's not something that our parents had a lot of access to, right. Or just, it wasn't even, you didn't have money, just, just something you did. You know, some of us went to church and, you know, did other things, you know what I mean? To try to get there. And also you just kind of weather it. Right. Um, I want to ask you too, just because as a man, as a man, as a father, all these different experiences and expectations on your life, right. You write, you exercise. I heard, do you have any other like outlets outside of your wife? Because sometimes, sometimes like you and I can talk and we can, help each other more than we could if we were talking to our significant others, right? Um, do you have more like friends, like got like groups, men that you share with? And do you feel that there's a difference? Or when you open up, do you just feel like I'm just, I'm opening up and I'm releasing these things? Because the, you know, the thing about anger too, is that it's got to go somewhere, you know, like when it, when it happens and it triggers, like it's got to go somewhere. And to your point, like there's sometimes there's no one to be upset about. Set, right. set with right? right so so what kind of outlets other outlets do you have in terms of you know if there's groups you know some people play sports right they'll do they'll and it takes them away they may not be talking about it but it's some something that they do to get away with it do you have any like men group or groups of men or friends that you rely on for support as i mentioned earlier when we were talking i have a, a small group of friends and and you're in that small group and I've been fortunate you. enough. You're welcome. Thank you, sir. Kind yes, sir. sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I've been, it's interesting that we're talking about anger management given how we met, right? And when we met at UPS. Yeah, that's the backstory. Ago, <laughs> right. We, a, a lot of it was just comedy because we were, a lot of our, what our friendship started on or, or based or, based, or started in was Clowning. comedy. Just messing <laughs> yeah. around and having yeah. fun, right? Right. So, anyway. So basically, we used to sit, we worked at UPS, sat in this little tug and pull, you know, move, pull these, I don't know what they call those little containers that we had to take off the, off these diesel a, trucks. A, A2s. A2s. Got another A2 coming on the bypass elevator. We had to do all that stuff, right? But we were, we just had a good time. And at that time, we were only working three hours, right? And that was it. You got three hours a day, I think five, three, five days a week, really not making a whole lot of money. But it was just a good time and we had a good time. And now we go from there to now we're over here talking about matters of the heart, right? And and ang anger management. So I'll let you go ahead and say what you're gonna say. Word. So my my circle of, of people who I can confide in 
is very very small and and the men that i have in my life the friendships that i have i've been able to confide in and i've been able to speak with on a level like you and i can speak and so i appreciate that one of my my parents gave me great advice <clears throat> they did a, they did a good job but one of the most important tidbits was surround yourself with, with better people better people than you or people who are doing better than you right and and that's what i've strived to do i've, I've strived to have people who are doing better than me more kind and more patient whatever it is so i can get better so i can learn from them and talking to these close friends of mine has certainly been helpful and a lot of it centered around just older life experiences and maybe grief primarily but but it's one way that helps me in general sort of de-stress in spite of the fact that i also i golf i don't i don't tend to golf too much too often but one of my good friends and i Andy, he's maybe watching. I don't know if, you, if you're there, Andy, but but him and I started golfing a long time ago, and when we when we have an opportunity to do so, we we go out. And him and I, again, have that kind of relationship. I can confide in him, just like I can find in you. And having those close relationships that I've cultivated over the years, that I've purposely nurtured over the years, is a is is. Um, has been a goal has been a, has been a purpose of mine because that's what I was told literally quite literally told you know by my parents make sure that you do this and I've been fortunate to reap those rewards because I've been, I've been able to turn to these friends of mine good when I have questions when I have anything a grief issue whatever it is but I've been able to even if it's just to offload right because at the end of the day, Oftentimes you're just speaking, you're just letting it out. You're just letting it out, even if, even if you go to therapy. Um, I mean, they really can't tell you what to do anyway, right? In, yeah. in many cases, it's it's a mirror. They're holding up a mirror to you, and you're just talking to yourself, realizing, oh my goodness, this is this is me, or this is what I have to do, or what I can't do anymore. So it's it's talking to to close friends. I do have uh, one, two, three, four, five, maybe five, close six close friends that that I'm able to talk to in this way yeah and then photography photography has has been a love of mine for many decades and it's it's one way that i'm able to to de-stress and channel any emotion that that i'm experiencing and and create something so you're not letting it fester i mean because the anchor is happening you're feeling it you're experiencing it you struggle with it because it's going to come and go right because the grief right Mm -hmm. um and you're exercising it out so that's something about anger like one of the things too is to be able to to sit back and identify like i'm angry you know what i mean like you're mad but you you know and then figure out like you said figure out what it's you know what it is and then you know just you know wanted to go back to our our topics like how are you handling it though because it's an ongoing thing you know what i mean and we talk we've talked and you you if you follow again, if you follow Raul on TikTok, he's got a bunch of videos and a lot of great followers and people that appreciate you. You know, we got angry people that have got to go to work, right? right? We got angry people that got to go deliver babies and do brain surgery as well. We got angry people that got to teach classrooms, right? And we got angry people that might be just like you grieving from a loss because nobody's going to live this life and not experience loss, right? right? 
And so we got angry people that got to do really important jobs, police officers, right? Judges, right? And and there's yep. all me so many other things that just because of, you know, certain lifestyles that are keeping you like so close to the edge. You know what I mean? Yep. So that when anger does happen, if you, you know, and we're talking in a bubble right now because we're on Q's lounge, right? Where it's like, okay, we get this, we got this safe space and everything is good. You know what I mean? And I'm reading my books and I'm taking photos and all of that. But the real life is we got to get there. You know what I mean? Like we got to get there. And you know what I, what I want to say too, you shared this and I think I can relate as well. There comes a time when anger is not serving you, right? It doesn't, it didn't serve you to be angry. And because you can't, like you want to blame something and someone, like you said, we got to blame a thing and a person, right? And it can only go for so, go for so long. And so there's a part where you spoke about your mom and how it changed. And I'm like, that's the crossroad, you know, it's the crossroad to, to this being like where you, where you mentioned where it's being better. Like, why well, I want something more than grieving all the time and being short tempered, you know? And I, and I saw that, I think I seen the same thing happen with my father. Cause growing up he used to be angry. This, this guy today is a completely different, I'm like, who is this guy? Right. And my hope, like with talking about it and you and I are going to be having more conversations. There's going to be conversations where we're talking about, have you gotten to that crossroad? You know what I mean? Have you right. met that crossroad? And I and and for you, it was the loss of someone like dear to you, right? It's your mother, right? And hopefully you don't have to get to that point to be able to get it because you have so much life to live, right? Because it's been 20 plus years since. So what are we doing? What are we doing with anger? Because can we, should we avoid anger? Right. Some people can like, I'm angry, but I'm just not going to, I'm not, not going to say anything. It's not going to matter. Right. So there's an avoidance. There's like, and that's something that's really easy to do to easier. I'll say nothing's easy, but that's easier to do to, to completely avoid it or think that you're actually avoiding it. But what are, what are we doing? And, and for me also too, I want you to respond to this statement too. I'm thinking about the heart and I, and I mentioned about what does our anger say about us? You know what I mean? And I'm thinking about, you know, love again. You love me when it's all good. When you get angry, you can, you're a completely different person. And then there's this guilt that can happen on a person because they're like, I was, I overreacted. Like, and they don't even have like, they don't even have a, a system. You know what I mean? Inside to even come back, you know what I mean? To that person, because now you showed up now, now you've actually drawn that person away because you've expressed this like, Probably the the hardest the hardest emotion is, you know, to express is anger. And and how do you do it in a healthy way? So going back to just like what does our anger say about you know our love? Because there should still be gentle. You know, I had my dad on. We did the conversation about tough love, right? And so there's sometimes like you could be upset and angry and being and healthy, but the way that we get angry is saying a lot about us. Um, I think it says a lot about our wholeness, and it says a lot about us and our and our character. And in a lot of ways, I think it's, you know, I see a breakdown in relationships and, in, you know, in parenting. I, I'm, I'm dealing with my son this weekend, you know, and there's certain things that come up and I'm like, I'm like, Lord, help me <laughs> because, because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I don't even know, what, you know what I mean? Because you get tried, you know, you talked about getting, you know, tested or whatever. Right. Um, you see parents, what do you have to say about any, anything, any other suggestions about how to handle anger? And healthy anger, healthy anger. I wanted to, you made me think about two things. 
I'll, I'll go backwards only because I, I, I don't want to forget this other thing. This, this thing I'm thinking about right now. When I drive, well, I've realized that driving is like emotional intelligence. And the first two parts of emotional intelligence in order are self-awareness and self-regulation. And then there's motivation, social skills, and empathy. But the first two <clears throat> are very important and show up in driving. And this is what I mean. When you, when you are driving, you can't just drive however you want. You have to be aware of your surroundings. You have to be aware of how you're driving. Because if you are not aware of how you're driving and how everybody else is driving, something's going to happen. Yeah. Or something can happen. And then there's also self-regulation, right? So you have to regulate. If you're veering off, you got to get yourself back on the road. Right. You can't just fly through a red stoplight because something may happen. And the, the same thing you have to, and you have to do the same thing uh, or other drivers have to do the same thing. And then motivation is also in there and empathy is in there and social skills is in there because you have to have a healthy motivation. If you're speeding somewhere because you're late, it may pose a problem. That's the motivation, right? What are you just driving and you allotted yourself enough time to get there safely? Uh, yes. And empathy. Are you an empathetic driver? And then there's also social skills. How do you how do you deal with other drivers? Do you let them go in, or or are you going to speed so they don't have a chance to go in there, right? So before I made this connection between driving and emotional intelligence. I react, and not that I've stopped doing it now, because sometimes I also get tested. Someone cuts me off, and I think, Ugh, right, right. But, but at the end of the day, I have to think I'm not going to see that person anymore. Why am I spending? Why am I expending this energy on this person who has no idea what a he did or she did, and I'm never going to see them again? Right. I'm only ridiculing myself. I'm stressing myself out. I'm getting angry for no reason. So I just, I actively, to, to answer your, your question, Hugh, I just actively think about it and I extinguish it as much as I can on the spot. And if sometimes it may take a minute, sometimes it's going to take a little bit longer, but I have to actually have to have, have to have a conversation with me or whomever I'm speaking with. In this case, it's my wife because her and I are the ones that spend the most time together. Right. And what her and I have realized is that, and, and I'm coming to that more of that realization right now as i'm speaking with you is that anger i ask myself when you're asking me these questions where does anger come from why are we angry oftentimes it's because of a miscommunication right and the thing is that you may have said something that angered me but the issue is that you you don't know that it angered you right oftentimes you don't know that it angered you and so we have to i have to stop myself and, and empathize with you and think, well, why? Maybe, maybe he doesn't know. He doesn't know what he said, and he doesn't know why I'm angry. So, it's it's just it's talking about it. It's addressing it. If you can't extinguish it on your own, but but talking about it and addressing it and actually doing the work is oftentimes what we've found. What my wife and I have found in the recent months is that it actually takes less than actually fighting about it, than being tense about it, than being frustrated about it. But we have to do the work, the tense, awkward work 
that we're unprepared because of our upbringing to do to work through anger. Does that make sense? Right. No, absolutely. Um, I want to say that last part about doing the work is don't quit either. You know, it's not a it's not like you can just do one or two conversations about, um, you know, about whatever you're feeling. You got to constantly, you know, be talking about these things. And and also, too, I think just to kind of encourage boundaries again, too, this is another way to that those conversations is how you set boundaries, you set limitations as well with people um, and be unafraid, you know, be unafraid to tell your homie, tell your brother, you know, people at your job, you know what I mean? I, you know, like these things, these things are, they mess with your wellness. It messes with your, the health of your, your, your life. Cause if you're right. disgruntled like this, the, this is what makes us that much more to sensitive anger. to our triggers. Right. right. It leads to anger. Right. right. If you don't set these boundaries, it's, it's bound to happen. You're bound to explode in some way. You're right. Absolutely yeah. right. 100%. Yeah. So, brother, we, um, I'm going to have you back on Q's Lounge. I also just want to let everyone know where to find you. Um, you're going to be starting a new podcast. You want to tell them about the podcast and what it's going to be called? My wife and I are getting ready to start our own podcast. <clears throat> One of our inspirations is Brother Quaylen Carter. I appreciate that. Appreciate that, brother. <laughs> That's right. And so hopefully 2022 is when is when we are hoping to at the latest the Be Better Podcast. Be Better Podcast. Be Better Podcast. Hopefully Q and I can help us and yourselves and you become better people. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one thing I want to say is like something you said, just to echo what you said about you have people around you that are good people. And I think like hanging out with Raul on TikTok and, on, and you can reach him on TikTok and Instagram at Raul Guareque. That's right. I got it right. <laughs> but shout. So um, that's my hanging out Mexican with good brother. people. What's that? Mexican brother. Yes, that's right. You know, brown to the bone, <laughs> baby. <laughs> um, hanging out with good people. Social media has got a lot of places for you to hang out at. Like a lot of places and some places are just like, will continue to keep you angry. You know what I mean? So find you a safe space online, wherever you are, stay in your safe spaces on Instagram and TikTok. And I'll just tell you right now, if you go to, if you go to Raul's page right now, he's got a ton of helpful uh, videos to help you out with parenting and anger management and just some self-reflection stuff, but hang out with good people online. And Raul is definitely that person. He's also on Twitter. You've got articles that you've written that are awesome. Your photography is available to see online and um, we will have you back. And I look forward to being on your platform as well, brother. And I appreciate it. Is there any last parting words that you have before we part? Well, first, thanks for the opportunity, Quaylen. Every conversation that we've had on the phone is basically a podcast, right? Yes, it is. It usually it is. lasts pretty long and I don't know why we hadn't done this before, but yeah. I appreciate your time and your energy and, and your friendship. It it means a lot to me. It, it helps shape, it has helped shape me as a person, even though we, our friendship has been bookended, right? We started as friends, good friends for many years. Yeah. And then there was a lull in, in our, well, we just went on hiatus, right? Yeah, but then that's we, it. When we rekindled our friendship, we we basically picked up where we left off. And so I appreciate your time and your energy and, and the opportunity to speak to you about this and, and hopefully try to help somebody out because I know that anger is is a real emotion and it's tough. And, and oftentimes we don't 
we as men in particular and, and not just men but we we are not taught how to deal with any emotion including anger because from very early on we are conditioned whether it's on purpose or not subconscious or not to not display certain emotions to not cry to not do whatever and that takes a toll and that has an impact on on how we are as people and how we are as as, as husbands and men and if we are going to be better people we have to address and look inward and, and be introspective and find out what's triggering us maybe what the cause is and see if you could get to get to an explanation right because at the end of the day if it's something that your parents said and it's hurtful please and thank yous or i'm sorry still mean a lot and yeah because of ego many of us can't apologize and that leads to a whole bunch of other things including anger and resentment so i hope that that this was helpful for any of you watching and i can't wait to talk to you again Keith. me too we're gonna i mean you're gonna be back on for so many other shows this was just one that we felt was important but before i let you go because are we gonna, gonna have a rap battle by chance yeah yeah, you got yeah, we're gonna have a rap battle. We're gonna do that. <laughs> we might do that on a Friday. We do a karaoke with Raul and Q and Brother Q. Um, but before I let you go, and you have to go, because I gotta you gotta go. The show's over. Right. Um, does you need to tell me who your, your top rap artists are? Well, there there are so many. I know. I just need three though. Where I, I think I'm gonna go in no particular order. Do I do, I, do you want them in particular order? I'm, no, I'm no, no, no. I just asked for your three, your top three. I'm gonna say Biggie Smalls. Okay. The illest? Um, most deaf. Most deaf. And Rakim. Wow. You know what? So I talked about how I judge people sometimes because we all do. That's right. You invited to the barbecue, brother. <laughs> I like your choices. You know what I mean? There's some people out there that are not invited. You know what I mean? But you are definitely invited and you can play whatever you want to play at my party. So, man, I appreciate you, man. And uh, thank you so much. You know, appreciate your wife for letting us have you for this evening and your, and your three-year-old. And we will definitely see Raul and Q again soon. But love you, brother, man. Thank you so much. I love you, Q. Thank you very much. Have a good one. All right, you too. Take care. All right. So um, this show is so important. I just wanted to encourage encourage you. Anger is an evil spirit. It's something that will torment you so much to where whatever you think that is good, whatever you think that you are doing that is good will be tainted. It's not be, it won't be the best version of you. And so I just wanted to have a conversation for us to reflect. You know, if you're somebody who is um, hot tempered, if you're somebody who is afraid, you know, avoids, you know, avoids conflict because you don't have the right tools as Raul described today. You know, get you some help, get you some safe people in your life that you can talk about these things because the anger has to go somewhere. You know, these anger, these like problems are going to happen in our life and that anger, we don't want it to rest inside. You know, and Raul's showing us that he has an opportunity with his with his wife to be able to to talk with her. Right. And then he mentioned his writing, his photography. He's got these outlets. Find your outlets, find your safe spaces and be careful with what you are associating yourself with, because sometimes, sometimes people um, will find other angry people, and just and it'll just be something to continue to fester. So I just encourage all of us 
to, to make sure that we do the work. You know, if you don't have counseling, if you don't belong to a church, if you don't have meditation in your life, and if you're not watching Q's Lounge and looking at Raul, Raul's TikTok page, because he's got a bunch of great videos on there, find whatever works for you and do something with your anger. And here's the deal. A lot of people are breaking up in the relationship. Not that you didn't love them. You love them. But because of how you get angry, they don't want to be with you. The way you get angry is unhealthy. So you could be the most loving and great person in a lot of ways, but how you get angry and the relationship that you build by, by hurting someone, by the way that you might be, you know, abusive or, you know, insensitive and not dealing with your, you know, not dealing with your own anger is destroying marriages and relationships and friendships. And, and for me right now, I'm thinking about the kids. These are behaviors that we can do something about. Create the space. Raul and his wife are creating a space. They're saying, hey, we got a little brokenness in us. We got a little, we got a little quirks here and there. Let's cultivate a space around our daughter. And I, I can't wait to see where she'll be, you know, 10, 20, you know, 30 years from now because of the work that they're actively doing on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm gonna say this. I love you guys. Make sure that you follow me, continue to follow me on social media. I am loving the feedback that I'm getting from YouTube. Instagram, tw uh, Twitter. I'm also on TikTok. I got. I'm. I don't have as many videos as my man Raul, um, but he's definitely, um, you know, one of my guys. He also has a blog too. Make sure you check out his blog um, as well. I'm streaming on Spotify, Amazon, all the major platforms, and um, I'm just so excited about this show. It does so much for me. I hope it's doing, helping you in some way, and even if it's just a little bit. It's worth every it's worth every uh, moment that's that's here. I love you guys. I look forward to seeing you guys next week. God bless you guys, and we'll talk to you guys soon. We'll see you soon. Peace.